why are you not following your inspirations west mm. right and i know that sounds super obvious but when you check your life for take an audit for a second that's what i was doing and having coached hundreds of people now it's a thing right some of us are just expecting at some point and some part of this is victim mentality some part of this is what i call savior syndrome we're waiting for someone to come save us mm -hmm. and it's not going to happen newsflash it's not happening right mm -hmm. you are it, the universe is waiting for you to wake up to, to you yourself. to have the transformation to save yourself and the minute you realize that your whole game changes entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. So I'm going to be really calm because <laughs> I'm written nobody comes with the fire. I'm going to let him bring the fire. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> you can't laugh. He's supposed to be bringing the fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cannot start a podcast like that. That is way too much pressure. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a pleasure to be here. <laughs> oh, bro, honor is ours, honor is ours. So, for those of you who haven't been acquainted with the man that is Amrit Sandhu, uh, purpose is a word, but with this man, it becomes a thing. Mm. We're going to talk about abundance. We're going to talk about purpose. We're going to talk about his life story and the journey to him being the awesome rock star that he is now. Talk about the, um, where you came from. I want to know where that came from. Uh, we're going to pop a link to the episode of me being guest on Amrit's podcast. You need to check it out. He's had some awesome people. I'm very, very lovingly jealous of all the awesome people he gets to interview. So go and check those That's out. we had you on as well, though. <laughs> oh, thank you, bro. Um, he's also one of the featured speakers in our 2022 Abundant You um, event. So if you haven't signed up for that, it's available. We're, we're keeping it available all year round. Even if you're listening to this in 2024, it's still going to be relevant. Head to www.2022abundantyou.com. Come, so bro, you're out in Australia. Mm. You're whizzing and woo, ewing. <laughs> <laughs> you got a gorgeous little human, beautiful family. Uh, the Thank awesome you. Carly Farragut introduced us. Mm. But what's the journey between like you as like a spotty nosed teenager mm. and you being just this enlightened rock star that's around the world, <laughs> working with Mind Valley, you know, just empowering people to take a purpose, take purpose from being just a word or even mm. a calling into something that's an embodied part of someone's everyday experience. Mm. Brother, thank you so much for the question. I really appreciate that. And yeah, um, uh, I could give you the short version or the long version. I'll try and keep it concise. Um, yeah, there's a lot in there. So one of the biggest things people always ask me on the Inspired Evolution podcast, it's like, what is... One of the biggest things if you've ever interfaced, like what is the biggest, biggest lessons that you've got? And internally, there's a lot of cool things as an entrepreneur, like consistency is a weapon. Um, but one of the external things that I've had to learn is that our biggest challenges are our biggest gifts. Yeah. Like one, like every time I meet someone interesting on the podcast, it's not just coincidental that they're doing something remarkable in the world. Right. And touch wood, stay humble. Like I'm hoping the Inspired Evolution is something remarkable and my work with purpose and helping other people does support them in a world-class way. Um, but fundamentally, 
the biggest challenge equals the biggest gift is the thing that I keep saying to people. And it's, it's pretty obvious. It's staring at you right in the face. When you look at the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell, like you go away, you slay the dragon, you've got this epic sword, you come back with the sword and you're like, dude, check out my sword. Like this sword, you know, you've got a toe ache, check out my sword. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need to cut down that tree, check out my sword. Out my sword. You know, <laughs> you've got some of your own inner demons. Let me apply a sword, you know? And yeah. so I, my story is much, much the same as that. So, I um yeah I was really really good at school um did really well academically until I hit university um when I got to university I was able to basically get multiple jobs and I was working heaps and doing really well um and just traveling heaps I've been to 56 different countries seen all different parts and corners of the world travel's always been a thing that's inspired me um my values are connection, contribution, celebration. So celebrating life, travel had a big part of that. We'll talk about values in a bit. We'll <laughs> and uh, one of the things that started to happen was, yeah, I just, I wasn't actually going to uni, right, for this period. Like I started actually failing a lot of classes, which was a real identity crisis that I was internally having. Mm-hmm. This guy that was like, you know, decorated when he graduated high school. When I eventually graduated university, I graduated top of not just engineering but top of the entire year if you will Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. we can talk more about that later but through that period i was in a really dark place yeah um and it was just because all of a sudden i learned heaps of things about myself fundamentally there was no there was no authority figure for me to sort of be mentored by look up to and you and i both know the importance of coaches and mentors and it was just an independent learning environment university and i was just like man, like I can just run a mark, you know, I spent more time at, in the uni bar than I did actually in class and stuff. So all of that same came to this culmination where eventually, you know, I was projecting to the whole world and this was really important. This is where values first clicked in for me. I was projecting to the whole world that I was doing fine at uni and that, you know, I was doing my own thing and everything was all hunky dory and I've got three jobs, you know, working as a, working as an engineer, working as a, as a bartender, working in retail, traveling the world so out from the outside, looking in everything was very, very mint hunky dory. And then the letter came from the university saying, dude, you failed enough. You've got to go. And I was like, and my whole world came crashing down because it was like, how do I present this piece of information to all of my friends, all of my family, everybody that's used mm-hmm. to me being like mm-hmm. Mr. Mm-hmm. Academic Prowess? And yeah, long story short, my whole world literally came crashing down around me. My partner at the time, who is now my wife, um, she soldiered through that with me. But it like there was so much of my world that like, my friends disowned me. So many people were just like, we can't trust a word of what you say because relationships are all about trust and communication, right? And I hadn't communicated what was going on for me. And so no one could trust me anymore. So a lot of my relationships started to dissolve. And it was this really, really, really heavy dark night of the soul. And basically that landed me in sitting opposite a psychologist. And the psychologist basically turned around and, you know, in her infinite wisdom, she said two things. She said, firstly, you're going to be okay. Right? And that was really hard to swallow because all of a sudden she's like, first thing she diagnosed with me with was she's like, you're depressed, right? And we can talk a lot about what depression is, but in a quick little nutshell, because I know this is a short, sharp and shiny podcast, always with Dan. So the opportunity there is to realize that depression is just the opposite of expression. I know there are people that have chemical imbalances and there's, you know, there's some real serious stuff in there, but for a lot of us living day-to-day lives, depression is a suppression, 
right? And that suppression is the opposite of expression. Yeah. And okay, I was we need to rewind. We need to rewind that. We need to re- <laughs> we need to rewind that, please. <laughs> Go. Depression is a suppression, right? Which is the opposite of expression. And when you start thinking about, I'll just fast forward a little bit quickly in your minds, like when you start thinking about purpose, living out of alignment with our purpose, the reason we were put here on the earth is a depression, is a suppression, right? Mm. So People look at me as Mr. Purpose. Honestly, I look at myself as a health coach, <laughs> right? Which mm-hmm. is totally trippy. But I care about your mental health, your vitality, your well-being. And I know you come most alive when you're in alignment with your purpose, right? Just mm-hmm. external purpose, internal health and well-being, right? So come back. Like I'm sitting there opposite the psychologist. She's just gone, you know what? You've got depression. And you've been probably struggling with this for about six years by the sounds of your story and it's all come to a head, but you're going to be good as rain in about um, a month or two months. Mm-hmm. And I know I don't know if you've ever had this experience where like someone's just gone, like what, for me and a lot of people don't get this, but like for me, depression being labeled with it was really helpful because it was like, oh, I always yeah. knew something was wrong. I always I, knew something I was a, wrong. I had a similar, a similar, a similar, a similar thing because – I was diagnosed with a smiling depression. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, like you, you don't even know that there's something to know. And when you know, it's like, oh, okay, got it. Now we can do something about it. That's that thing, right? And it just mm-hmm. lets the pressure off and you're like, okay, I can like label it now. I can identify it. I can work with it. But then when she said a month and a half, two months, like I'm not a violent person, you know, but some part of me wanted a headbutt her. I was like, <laughs> you just said, like, I've been working with this for like six months and six years. And now I've got like, I'll be right as rain in a month and a month or two. And what she said right after was actually really powerful. I've re- subsequently been a coach to like hundreds of people on purpose have realized the importance of what she said. But at the time it didn't land with me. She said, you know, something's wrong and you're willing to change. Mm. Right. And these two pieces of information at the time, I was just like, yeah, right, right. That's just a sentence. But subsequently, like I've had to be coaching people, I realized if you don't know something's wrong and you're not willing to change, I can Mm. keep pointing things out to you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you're, you don't know something's wrong and you're not willing to change. The shift in the transformation is not coming. Mm. Right. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Then that's that old saying when the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. appears. Right. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, what do I need to do? And in her infinite wisdom, she gave me a bunch of pills. Mm-hmm. And there was a doctor that had referred me to her and the doctor, this lovely lady from Thailand, she gave me a mindfulness breathing exercise. And I remember the way she, when she looked at me and she was like, she literally wrote down five steps to breathing. And I was like, breathing, like young adolescent Amrit, yeah? Like mm-hmm. breathing, like, are you yeah. serious, man? Like I've, I'm mm-hmm. like, I've been alive for like 23, 24 years. Like yeah, I don't need to I've learn how to breathe. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon now. I got this, you know? I'm a pro bro. And I was like, Thanks. And so I literally went home, filled the prescription, took my first pill, and it was amazing, right? It was like being at a rave. It was, it felt incredible for the next four hours, cleaned my house, did all this stuff. Productivity was like going through the roof, stuff that I'd never gotten to in ages, right? That I was mm-hmm. just getting around to, and I was like feeling amazing. I was like, I can feel like this. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then the crash came. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And then I sort of like, lev- and it was probably just me leveling out. Leveling out. Mm-hmm. But then I like I had this and, you know, some part of you and, you know, I know, you know, this, Dan, there's some deep part of you that has this wisdom, which just speaks to you. And you just sort of like recognize that. And in those moments, like, you know, 
back then there was a connection, but well, that connection is always present. But I had this realization that I don't want to live on the roller coaster. I don't want to go up and down, up and down, up and down, dependent on this thing to get me through the day. So with mm-hmm. no vice, like with no crutch, I was just like, I picked up the box of pills and I just threw it in the bin. And I was just like, shit, I know I've got this thing, but I don't have any support mechanisms. Mm-hmm. But I know that these pills aren't it. Mm. And I was just going to try and like brave it and soldier it out despite like how good that felt. Anyway, so I'm back at university clearing out my locker like a week later because obviously time's up. You've got to go, bro. And the walls are like closing in like the anxiety. I was like, I hope I don't bump into anybody. Like them asking me where I'm taking like, you know, like my stack of books and stuff. And, you know, because I'm just going to be a very difficult conversation to have. Very anxiety provoking for me in that moment, right? And I could literally feel the walls closing in. One of the things I didn't realize, right, and one of my favorite books on depression, guys, is Lost Connections, mm-hmm. Johan Hari. Um, we're getting him on the podcast. Amazing, amazing <laughs> dude. He also <laughs> talked about, he's also written a book recently about Lost Focus, which is an incredible, really good journalistic writing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he talks about how uh, depression is just a, a lack of connection. And so one of the things I used to do, I didn't realize, I used to be on the phone. This is long before social media. I used to call my friends and I used to speak to them for like an hours on end, mm-hmm. right, looking for a connection. Now I know from having read that book. And so in that moment, I was like feeling, and I just reached for my phone. I went to call someone, but by some divine intervention, grace of God, I had this, um, I had the exercise written in the back of a clear cover <gasps> and I had put the post-it note, the breathing exercise, yeah? yeah? So I pulled out my phone and before I turned around, I was like, oh, i got nothing to lose. And I literally just went, one, two, three, four, five, four. Three, two, one. And I know it's very cheesy to say my whole life changed, bro. The walls moved out. Like the walls Mm -hmm. literally pushed away and they were probably further away than they've ever been. been. Mm. And I was like, I put my books down and I was just like, and I just kept going. I did it for like. And I was like, what is going on? Mm. And so this breathing became this thing that I connected to in a really deep way. And I had no idea it was mindfulness. I had no idea it was connected to mm-hmm. meditation. It was just arm breathing and I'm it's working. Yeah, the walls are moving. So everything's good. It was such a blessing, right? And so then I, I changed cities despite everybody saying, hey, you've just been diagnosed with depression, probably not best not to, not to change cities and leave all your support network and stuff. And this is, again, one of those pieces when you've got an inner voice, listen to it. I kind of knew that I needed to, I needed a clean slate. I needed to change the energy that your environment like has an impact on who you are. Mm-hmm. I could change being where I was, but I wanted a fresh place to be. So I moved. And in that, like, I was just starting to connect to breathing and I really doubled down, started focus on getting my education. And I started to learn, oh, this is mindfulness. This is mindfulness. Mm. I started connecting to mindfulness in a really deep way. And I started reading books on it, The Happiness Trap, all these incredible, incredible books. And I was like, okay, so the breath isn't the one thing that you've got that's happening in the real time moment. It's the thing that's present with you right now. Connect to that. Mm-hmm. And after that, I started diving deeper into meditation. I've got Indian background. So the spirituality aspect of meditation really started to drop in. And then I started looking got at you. things like, whoa, like this is really what's coming up. Mm-hmm. One of the key pieces that I forgot to mention, the psychologist said to me, you'll be okay. You just need to adopt honesty. And that was when she said, you need to change your value system. 
because I hadn't Um, been honest with others about my situation, right? mm. That's where the value of honesty dropped in. Mm. And I was like, oh, and the fact that it was something that was malleable before that Mm. I was in what we call a fixed mindset. I'd had lived my life thinking we were who we are. We're going to be that way. Mm. If you've anybody's tuned into like mindset stuff, Carol Dweck wrote a book called mindset. This is the big thing that she describes in there. You've got a fixed mindset. I can't grow. I am who I am. My personality traits are fixed. My character traits are fixed versus a growth mindset. No matter what comes my way, I can grow to adapt and learn to it. Right. Mm. And this is what she had installed in her wisdom. She was like, you just need to adopt honesty. When she said that, I was like, oh, I can choose my values. The fuck? Okay. Amazing. (laughs) And then I started consciously choosing honesty. Right. And it wasn't Mm. like overnight, like I just became honest. It's a journey. And it completely, mm. and then as, as I started meditating, I started to focus on these things like, okay, where am I showing up inauthentic? Where am I showing up authentic? What feels good? What doesn't? And the journey of a meditator became this thing that completely up-leveled and changed my life. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, basically graduated university, top of university when I finally graduated because I had this practice of meditation, right? So like I literally, <laughs> for me, it was like proof in the pudding. This meditation stuff works. Like if someone can yeah. go from like depressed, kicked out of university all the way through to, yep, you're graduating top of civil engineering. Yep, you're graduating top of engineering for the year. Actually, we're going to award you for graduating top of every single degree that this university offers for this year. And Mm -hmm. I don't say that with ego. I only say that because when they awarded me the award, they said, why should we give this to you? And I said, because my journey, I would use it to inspire others. So Mm -hmm. it's like a moral obligation to that award to share that story with you. Mm Mm-hmm right? That chasm mm-hmm. can be crossed with the power of meditation and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest challenge. And so I became a, mind, a meditation coach on the side. It was something that I was doing while I was figuring, like, you know, doing a whole bunch of stuff. And it was just so much fun just helping people with meditation. Like I said, with the thought, it was like, hey, you've got a toe ache. Have you tried meditation? Oh, you want me to cut down that tree for you? Have you tried meditating on it? Literally so many people were shifting and changing, right? And I grew up in hospitality. So service was always something that was my parents had a restaurant. It was something that was always a part of me. So I was always helping people and offering people meditation and watching their life change was just a game changer. It just, it meant so much to me, especially because of the challenges I'd went through. And this is where passion and curiosity really makes a difference, right? And the service attitude that I know you've got, Dan, like when you've been through something so traumatic, you don't want yourself to ever go through it, let alone anybody else, right? You don't want anybody else to go through it. So it's like, if I can help like even just one person avoid depression through conscious breathing and learning how to meditate, I'm in, man. Like I'm a hundred percent in. Yeah. And then the amount of people you get to impact through the podcasting and stuff like that, incredible. So Subsequently, I've got this amazing job because I graduated really well. And I remember day one, again, that inner voice, right? <laughs> I rock up and I'm looking at the I'm looking at the CEO of the organization and I'm like, this person's dishonest. Remember, that was a big red flag for me. This person mm-hmm. is crude. This person, like, I do not respect this person, right? Like, mm-hmm, it's just like, mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. the CEO and I'm not digging his vibe, right? Mm-hmm. He's stressed out. He's anxious. He's like, yeah, anyway, like. I just, I don't want to say toxic to be around, but it was like rough to be around. Let's say that. Not toxic, but toxic. (laughs) And then part of, but like, you know, we have this, when we're young, we have this feeling like we're the change that we want to be in the world. And that's still a mantra I live by, right? Like be the Mm -hmm. change you wish to see in the world. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that within this organization. I'm going to eventually get to where I need to get to. And hopefully things will be different when I finally get there. And uh, yeah, as I continued on the journey, you know, I started really like, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, seven years. 
I really started to re- feel this feeling of, and I think we've discussed this on the podcast, but for those that are Matrix buffs, you'll totally get this. For those that aren't part of me, I'll try and bring you along on the journey. But I started <laughs> feeling like in the Matrix, the human beings are now the energy cells for the machine that is actually running and operating and running around mm-hmm. in the world free. And human mm-hmm. beings are just in these red little pods and they're just fueling the machine. And that's how I started to feel every day going to work, like I was just being harvested for my energy. And one of the good things, and this is kind of ironic, but construction here in Melbourne, we would work from twelve, uh, from 6, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., 12 hours a day, right? And it was mm-hmm. six days of the week, Monday to Saturday. So you'd literally be working 12 hours a day, six days a week, and you'd only get Sunday to basically recharge, refresh, and then, you know, and for someone that me that was like gym-oriented, it was literally I was just like prepping my meals like a madman for the rest mm-hmm. of the week so I could eat healthy while I was out on site. Mm-hmm. And the the joke that I share when I share this story for stage is like I just had my midlife crisis at 30 rather than 45 because I put in the same amount of hours that most people <laughs> to work by 45. I just was like slugging it before 30, which actually I look back and is one of the biggest blessings, biggest right? Mm. Yeah. And this year, there was an interesting year where the last year where I was at work, my wife actually went on, um, she went on this, she went on this sabbatical. And it's interesting when you're in a loving relationship, because you guys energetically are connected. And so she was having this existential crisis a little bit as well. She's a dentist. And she was like, it's got to be more to life than just filling holes in people's teeth on the reg. <laughs> you know, like, what am I doing with this? <laughs> and mm-hmm. so she went traveling for a year to find herself. And that was the year I stayed at home by myself. And it was really actually actually kind of hard because Melbourne winters are kind of challenging and there's no one to spoon and cuddle. Anyway, we're going into the intimate details of that. Yeah. But, but <laughs> that was the winter. <laughs> that was the winter where you started, actually. That was the winter where the Inspired Evolution uh, podcast was birthed, right? Uh, and her and I, we've just had a... Enough. Well, this was the interesting thing. We were talking about this. We had our 11-year anniversary just two days ago, and we were talking about how, thanks, Ray, how important that year of sabbatical was because it gave us space to sort of breathe and, you know, like it, rarely are you in a six-year relationship and all of a sudden your partner leaves to travel around the world. We're still in a relationship, but you get to identify with like what's my stuff and what's your stuff because when you're in a relationship, you're so fused together, mm, right? Mm, mm. And so in there I started identifying, oh, like these are things and I really do not like resonate with going into work and there was like, again, let's just check back in, connection, contribution, celebration. There was no connection at work. There was no contribution at work and there was no celebration. There was a little bit of contribution in that I was building apartment to- apartments for people and it was homes, right? For yeah, people that I was building. Mm-hmm. And that was the year that I realized when I'm building these homes in Melbourne, actually, even though 95% of them sell, only 60% of them are occupied because I started working my way through the organization. I had visibility about these things. And I was like, only 60% are occupied. What do you mean? Like what's going on with the other 35 to 40%? And the truth here in Australia is that they're just empty. It's like, you're not even renting them out. It's like, why are they empty? And it's like, well, they're just products. Just like you and I might buy a second phone, a Chinese investor will just buy a second apartment and park it and capital growth will happen and eventually they'll sell it. It's just a product that they purchased, right? Mm -hmm. Why would they have someone rent it to damage the goods and whatnot, Mm -hmm. right? They're happy to, and it's, and as as soon as I started, that last value just disappeared and I was just like, what am I doing here? Just (laughs) making another product. Right. And it really like all the meaning I had in my job, literally the little sliver that I was connected to disappeared. And so from there, that was the year that the podcast was birthed. 
And I was inspired to evolve to basically become like people that are coaches, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, people such as yourself, right? This is why you've been on the podcast because you're living life on your own terms, right? You're mm. dreaming out loud and you're creating consciously. Mm. And there was this massive ambition to want to do that. And the irony was that I was inspired to do that for years, right? <laughs> but, and check yourself, for those that are listening in, pardon me for calling you out, but our inspirations are the people like Dan right? Our inspirations are people like potentially Gary Vee, you know, the Jordan Petersons, like whoever they are in the world, these people that are living out, making a massive impact, having a contribution. And yet somehow we're still plugged into our nine to five jobs, which we think is going to be the path that eventually some point we're going to spit out and become our inspirations. But mm. this road goes east and your inspirations are west. Why are you not following your inspirations west, mm. right? And I know that sounds super obvious, but when you check your life for take an audit for a second, that's what I was doing. And having coached hundreds of people now, it's a thing, right? Some of us are just expecting at some point, and some part of this is victim mentality. Some part of this is what I call savior syndrome. We're waiting for someone to come save us mm -hmm. and it's not going to happen. Newsflash, it's not happening, right? Mm -hmm. You, are, it, The universe is waiting for you to wake up, to, to you yourself. to have the transformation, to save yourself. And the minute you realize that, your whole game changes, right? And so the Inspired Evolution podcast was birthed and I started interviewing people such as yourself. I only lasted about 10 episodes because I was hoping this is what a good engineer thinks, right? I was like, just what China does with Germany's machines. I'll interview 200 amazing entrepreneurs and creatives like Dan, <laughs> and then I'll de-engineer that just like what China does to like, that'll be the German machines. I interview 200 German machines, take an audit of them and then reconstitute that as a, as a, as a somewhat good Chinese machine. And then, you know, yeah. like at least I got something to show for it. Yeah. And then I lasted about 10 episodes because I realized there is no formula for creativity, right? Mm -hmm. If you guys read the war of art, it's an amazing book. There is no formula for entrepreneurial, for entrepreneurialism, right? There is certain things that you can adopt, but really like, when, even when you're becoming an entrepreneur, there's a problem in the world that you want to solve, right? Mm -hmm. For me, it's the, the, the fact that 85% of people are dissatisfied with their job. Like, mm -hmm. dude, what? 85% of people are rocking up to work, hating what they do. And it's like, dude, that's where you spend eight hours of your day awake <laughs> and you hate life. Like, dude, people talk about life coaching. It's like, why'd you become a purpose? Because it's like, but, and like the mental health problem that that, then like yeah, one in yeah. two people are now depressed or anxious. One in two out of, but you and me, it was me that had been there. You've been there too, bro. One yeah. in two. So uh, it's two out of two here, but we right? now flipped it. Now it's two, you know two what, to the other side. Right? But this is yeah. the thing. This is the thing. And I don't think those things are just coincidental, mm. right? So realizing that that's this massive entrepreneurial challenge and I'm inspired to evolve. And I just wanted to, once again, dig myself out of that hole. And as I did, the blessing was I had no idea what I was doing. Podcasting is an amazing thing, guys. If you ever check in, you get to meet people like that. You get to meet your, you get to meet people that inspire you. Right. And you have these conversations with them. they're coaching you for free, basically for like an hour's call, an hour and a half call, right? Half an hour's call. And the only catch is you've got to share that with the world, which is going to build you a tribe of friends and audience that you love and they love you. What's the downside? <laughs> like, I still don't get it. And so as I was podcasting, 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 someone from the audience reached out and said, hey, will you coach me? And I was like, coach you on what? And they're like, dude, I'm tuning in and the transformation you've gone through, I want to go through. Can you help a brother out? And I was like, it would be my honor. Like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then this coaching journey started and the coaching then mm -hmm. led into speaking engagements, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. 
all of that gives you the idea of how I got there. So the first biggest challenge was depression brought me meditation and mindfulness. The second mm-hmm. biggest challenge was career misalignment brought me purpose coaching. Our biggest challenges equal our biggest gifts. Thanks so much for asking the massive question. I tried to make it as simple as possible, <laughs> but I gave you everything. Taking I had, us on right? the journey. No, gotcha. thank you for taking us on the journey because I think there are so many nuggets in there. There are so many sunbeams for people that are listening that are like. Oh, I thought I was the only one that was depressed mm-hmm. in my job. I thought I was the only one that thought, well, I've come here and I've got this and I should be like that. I thought I was, no, we all have these challenges. I remember I was recording, a. I don't remember what I was recording. I was recording something. I was a guest somewhere. Someone was a guest with me. Anyway, we're talking about this idea that, yes, I was interviewing Jen Gottlieb yesterday for my podcast and um, we're talking about imposter syndrome and that mm. it doesn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> that she, so she worked for like, she had a, a show on VH1 for 12 years where she's interviewing literal rock stars. Mm. And after the interviews, they're like, oh, is it okay? And they're like going into like, oh, like, did I do okay? It's like, but you're a freaking rock star. You're supposed to be like. <laughs> and then I was remembering that one of my mentors um, had interviewed Richard Branson, who said to him, yeah, he's always trying to do too much and never got enough money. I'm like, mm. this guy started like. <laughs> Billion dollar, not million, yeah. billion dollar businesses. And he's always saying he's, saying he's always trying to do too much and not get enough money. The fact being that it never gets easier, you get stronger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. It, it doesn't get easier. It, like there's no magical thing on the other side of the rainbow. There's more stuff. And it's mm. whether you get resource on the journey there, get that, pick up that sword, right? Mm. Take those lessons um, that empowers you to be able to navigate and, and, move through them and navigate yeah. them yeah mm. i might just throw something your way like i don't I mean, you're probably aware of this one of the things that really helped me like imposter syndrome is totally something that you know especially when you're helping people like with purpose yeah. and perform and that like they're, they're stepping yeah. out into like oh my god these are my passions and i can actually be this person and it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's like foot on the gas and the brake at the same time it's like exactly. yeah. and so in that it's like one of the things that is i find myself saying a lot it's like it's very difficult to think yourself into action around imposter mm. syndrome right like if you're feeling imposter syndrome thinking yourself like okay like and people love to do this you paralysis by analysis right sit there and go what do i need to shift in my internal system to believe that I'm no longer an imposter to go out there and take action. Newsflash, take action and your thoughts will start to change, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just keep showing up. And this is what I was saying, the magic of consistency, right? Like if you keep showing up, eventually it's like, oh, crap, like I, maybe I have podcast 400 of some of the most amazing minds on the planet. Maybe I am a podcaster. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm a pretty good interviewer. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <But laughs> evidence would suggest and now you start to change. And it's not overnight. Your first two years, you're still struggling, but you're still acting your way out, acting your way mm. out, acting. And now your thoughts start to change. It's like, actually, people that are being interviewed by all these people are giving me amazing feedback maybe i'm okay at this mm. now my thoughts have changed but had i not started the action just sat there and just i kept thinking about what do i need to shift in order mm. to take the first step of the action paralysis by analysis you run the risk of never taking the action in the first place mm. so that's my big thing for imposter syndrome is just act just take action get out of your head take action and eventually it'll change and shift I think for me, when I look at that, um, it's one of the reasons why in my flow funnel, we have the action piece, because when we look, you've got the physical manifestation of thought and mind is the neurology Mm. of the brain. 
in order to anchor in that shift in your three-dimensional reality, you need to look to the thing that anchors that new thought form in physical reality, which is the neurology, which happens from you moving through time and space, not thinking yourself into action, action into action. So yeah, like it, like it. Love it. (laughs) I want to loop. There's one thing I want to make sure that we give the guys, um, Today. And by the way, if you're loving this, make sure you go and check out the Inspired Evolution podcast. Like I said, we're going to pop the links to my episode so you guys can check out some of these awesome people that, that I'm actually going to interview. But I want to talk about the values. And I just wondered if you can quickly whip people through the values exercise. Um, I actually printed this one out because I'm going to be going through it with Leah because we want to integrate your exercise into our program we want to integrate it and so i thought it'd be cool to get a little soundbite from you on this i can actually give the guys um and the listeners around the values exercise so we'll pop the link in the show notes for the link on amrit's exercise that you got it um so go and do that and make sure you you show some love on his page um, when you grab the exercise so for those who have gone and grabbed the values exercise which is a i think it was a google doc i printed it off three pieces of paper um, get some highlighters as well, guys. Yeah. Highlighters. Yeah. What's next? We've got highlighters print out. Mm-hmm. Love it. So just before we get started, like you guys will notice, like I was very apt at telling my story. That's like this, like we do, we do a program in spite of which called Live Your Purpose. And that second part is know thyself. And you really go deep on uncovering your story every year of your life, the challenges you had, the wins you had and all of that. Preceding that, we do the values exercise. First thing we do is values. Third thing we do is build out your vision and make sure it's aligned to your values and your story and making sure the character you're living out is realistically you, not society infiltrated. So mm-hmm. let's go deep into the values. And that's pillar one of like this three-part thing in Live Your Purpose. We do vision and alignment, then we do mindset and uh, mindset and beliefs, and then the last piece is taking massive action. So starting with values, the key thing in there, you've got to understand that values make a massive difference like a massive difference it sounds something so simple you hear people say it it's like hey this is aligned to my values this isn't why is that so important or this organization shares my values why do organizations need values right it's so critical for so many different reasons right but fundamentally when you're trying to live your purpose in the world the values the way i describe it and pardon me for putting it this way i know i'm indian i know what this sounds like but they are the pillar of the temple that is you (laughs) <laughs> yeah and the energy you of your forgiven. life flows through it <laughs> right the energy of your life flows sad. through that <laughs> take a look <laughs> take a look at yourself and this is like you taking a really hard look at yourself and going what are the pillars that are mm-hmm. the temple that is me right and in there like sometimes you get to rework some of those pillars and put pillars in places to improve some structural integrity for me remember honesty was like put in place and that was really helpful for the temple right and then some are like just your your top values what we want to try and get to is your core values so it's like we've got a whole bunch of values everybody does but your core values like my top three are connection contribution celebration right mm-hmm. why am i a podcaster coach and a speaker it gives me opportunities to connect audiences all over the world and people deeply one-on-one contribution hopefully even in this podcast i've contributed to your life right Mm -hmm. and celebration hopefully you're living life a little bit better through some of the wisdom that's shared here today touch Mm -hmm. wood that's my prayer right Mm -hmm. and so those are my top three values anything that shows up it's an easy decision right so you've mentioned before mind valley coaching like they wanted to start a coaching program and they're looking for coaches to found it they had no idea in terms of what it was going to look like or all this sort of stuff and they gave me a buzz and it's like hey do you want to do this thing and i was like is it going to give me an opportunity to connect is it going to be an opportunity to contribute is it going to give me an opportunity to help people celebrate their lives and i was like yeah, I'm in. And like, didn't discuss financials, didn't discuss logistics, didn't discuss what was required at my end. No, my values are in there. I'm in, Mm -hmm. right? 
we'll figure it out, right? Like, because I show up this way and I show up for this sort of stuff all the time. Decision-making, dude, it's cleaned out. Like, you don't have to um and ah over things. You're just checking with your values. You're good to go. Conflict resolution, right? Like, if someone's got a certain set of values, like, this happens in my household all the time. My wife's highest value is integrity. My highest value is connection, right? So we bump into people and she'll go, you need to tell that person how it is. And I'm like, I was never going to tell that person how it is. And then part of me initially was like, you know, maybe I'm not man enough for my wife. And it was like, mm-hmm. check in for a sec. Why does she really want to tell this person? And she's like, ah, oh, because she's of integrity. If this person's part of my French, a dick, she wants mm-hmm. to tell this person that he's a dick because in her integrity, he's a dick and he really is a dick, right? <laughs> but me is going like, I'm not going to tell this person's a dick. That jeopardizes connection. Connection's my highest value. Even though he's a dick and I don't want to be connected to him, God knows what the future holds. Let him on his merry race. Someone's going to come around and end up telling this person he's a dick. Good for him, right? So realizing that and like, we don't need to conflict on that. It's like, oh, I get why you want me to do that. That's your value. Otherwise it could have been like, why didn't you tell him? Oh, I was never going to tell him. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? And it's like, oh my God, I just, mm-hmm. I could see it. But I, what? Mm-hmm. Conflict resolution sorted, decision-making uh, sorted, career decisions sorted. You choose things that are in alignment to your values. Mm-hmm. Okay, preamble enough. You've got the sheets in front of you, right? Yep. You've got your highlighters out. There is a way to do this digitally. Yeah. Um, but if let's say you've, you've gone the full nine, you're part of dance team and you're yeah. super keen to do this the right way, which yes. I love, right? So print it out, get yourself some highlighters. The place you're going to get this from is www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash recommends forward slash values. Values. Right. And I please ask you, there's one sheet there and everybody's really good at this now. Make a copy of it. Don't start working in that sheet because that's the sheet that everybody then <laughs> is also using. <laughs> everybody's going to end up with your values, right? Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's been courteous enough to not turn their values into yours. Please be courteous enough to not to turn your values into yours, theirs. Into theirs. <laughs> yeah. So make a copy of it or print it out. Once you've printed it out, get yourself a highlighter. You want a few different colors. Now, first step you're going to do, right, is get out a pen, yeah, and just underline or circle every single word that jumps out to you. There's about 500 words in there, you guys. Yeah, three pages. But you might be like, oh, you might go, it goes, it's, it's an alphabetical order, you might get abundance, circle it, right? If that matters to you. Uh, acceptance, if that matters to you, circle it. And there's gonna be some words like uh, acknowledgement or appraise or like all these, some words don't mean anything to you, right? And there's like an impulse in there. Don't overthink this. I don't want you to sit there and go, each word, what does this mean to me? Does it matter? Circle. No, 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 no. Off the cuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This should not take you longer than like, I'm going to say three minutes and I'm being generous. Yeah. Yeah. Just go through and just go boom, 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 boom. And just start circling words that matter to you, spark something in you. And they're like, you know, that those are your shiny objects. Little side point for the pros that are playing this game. If you see it in somebody else, it's also in you, right? So when I see Dan, I see charisma right mm-hmm. now other people see dan and they see abundance right mm-hmm. now is dan abundance or charisma right for me he's charisma mm-hmm. right why because beauty is in the eye of the beholder guys got you there must be some element of charisma in me touch wood so, so what we see in others is a clue to what's going absolutely on right so sometimes people go oh i respect that in others but i don't really have that myself circle it mm-hmm. circle it right it matters to you you can see it the fact that you can see it the beauty is in the eye of the beholder it's part of you, whether you acknowledge it or not. Circle, 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 circle. Now you've made your way through the three pages. Yeah. If you're actually doing this along with the podcast, hit pause now, go do the exercise, 
Come back. Oh, welcome back. All right. (laughs) Now, grab yourself a bunch of highlighters. Now, the key thing to notice is that you've probably got, if I'm being honest, I've done this with enough people now, some people are really tight on themselves and they give themselves 30 words. Some people are really generous with themselves. They've got about 75 words, right? That's Mm -hmm. usually the the bracket. The range. Mm -hmm. And so from there, grab yourself some highlighters. And what you'll notice is you've circled words like abundance and prosperity and wealth and money, right? Okay. Do they all mean the same-ish sort of thing to you, right? That doesn't necessarily need to, but for some people they do, right? Um, For me, uh, contribution means service, means uh, purpose, right? So there's certain things like contribution may not necessarily mean purpose to you. You may not collect the like terms the same way that I collect them. So get out of collective head thinking, just feel into what like terms mean for you. Joy may be the same as happiness, may also be the same as abundance, may also be the same as wealth. Maybe money makes you happy, right? Who am I to judge you, right? Whatever your thing is and start collecting the like terms. So grab yourself a green highlighter, highlight abundance, doesn't have to be green, but pick a color, (laughs) abundance, (laughs) right? Wealth, prosperity, and start putting, collecting these like terms into one color. Next word, again, Next on the list might be beliefs, right? And you're really passionate about beliefs. So circle beliefs, mindset, uh, health, fitness, wellness, right? And you start highlighting these second words in a second color. Third word, third color. By the time you started collecting the like terms, this is what I call this process, very scientific engineer, pardon me, couldn't sex it up. (laughs) Collecting the like terms, right? Once you've collected the like terms, you've (laughs) you've got probably anywhere from 10 to 15 sort of categories. Now, these are each Mm -hmm. categorized, right? Beautiful. You've actually got your first 15 values, right? You've got 15 values. The problem is they're categorized into all these colors. You need to pick a word from that pool of words, all the green words, all the yellow words, all the pink words. Pick one word that sort of just is the word for that category that just lights you up the most. It feels like Boom, that's right. So it could be abundance, prosperity, or wealth. But like when you hear abundance, it's like, yeah, that's me, right? Or it could be actually, it's not about abundance, it's about prosperity. That feels much more integrated for my being. That's the word that is for me. Or actually, that's too pie in the sky, even. I just want wealth. Like I understand that that's like me. That's what I stand for. I can focus on it on the daily. That's my word. Okay, cool. Your label for that category is whatever you want it to be. So it can be whatever you want it. For this instance, we'll just call it abundance because it's abundance with Dan, of course, right? So (laughs) it's abundance, yeah? Now you've got that word and you've got 15 other words, right? These are your 15 values. Some people will have seven. Some people will have 15 is probably usually about the most that people have when they've done this exercise. But you've probably got about seven, right? Anywhere between seven and 15 words. Mm -hmm. These are your values. These are your values. Congratulations, right? It's probably taken you... It's probably taken you like 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. If you took a long time, maybe an hour, two hours to figure out your values. Mm -hmm. These are the things that matter to you. The pillars of the temple. Right? These are the things that matter to you. And like all of a sudden it's like you can run an audit and go, what am I doing with my time that like cultivates this in my life? And where am I spending my time? And are these things cultivated in my life both ways Mm -hmm. and get really real with yourself? Yeah. But we're not, we're not going to stop there, right? We want our core values. We want the things that are us, like the top three values. It doesn't always have to be top three. Some people top two, some people top four, some people just top one. But I've done this enough. 80% of people will come up with top three values. And it just works really well. Three is a really magical number. Go for three if you can, fam. You don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. 
put the 15 words in order of what you think matters to you, mm. right? So you've got them in a particular kind of order. It's like, you know what, I think connecting with people is really important. I think being honest is really important because I've had problems with that in the past. I think, you know, being a service to others is really important because that's probably how I'm going to unlock my prosperity. And, you know, the rest are also important, like gratitude and kindness are also important, but they're kind of behind this, behind these top three. Just put them in that order, right? And you're pretty close at having your top three values, but this is where we go pro, right? We've all got one of these. Yeah, smartphones, mm-hmm. for those tuning into the audio. Please pick up the notes pad in your smartphone, yeah, mm-hmm. and list out these 15 words in a notepad. Put a space between the top three words and the rest of the words, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the next however long, could be a month, could be three months, could be six months. I did this for about 12 months myself, right, when I did this exercise and something I just came up with. But I put my values in there. And similar, like similar to that interaction where my wife was high in integrity and I was high in connection. We, were ha- we actually, the first time that happened and I was doing this, I saw the conflict mapping out. And instead of like going into the conflict, I took a moment and I pulled out the, the values exercise. I looked at my phone and I said, what's going on here? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I've put like kindness up the top, but actually connection is meant to be up the top because I wasn't kind. If I was kind to this person, I potentially would have tried to help them even that actually you're being a dick. Right. And that might've been good for them long-term different perspectives on kindness, but connection is more important. So I started moving things based on my daily interactions. I went for a job interview. This job didn't resonate with me. Why not? What was this person like? Oh, this person was like this, 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 this. Oh, which one of my values didn't align? This didn't align. Let me reshuffle the order of my values. Okay, cool. Every day. Okay, I'm feeling really upset today. What's happened? I haven't spoken to anybody. Hmm, You've just been head buried in a textbook. Okay, cool. Ah, okay. I haven't had any connection. Connection Mm. keeps surfacing to the top. All right, connection's really potent and powerful for me. Mm. Interesting, interesting. What else is really important? And there's like health. Health kept coming up. Health kept coming up, but it could never knock connection off, right? So it's like health. Okay, health is my second thing. Health is my second thing. And then it was like health and then health and health and health and health. And I was like, why health? And health is really about being able to live life full of vitality. So it evolved. The word health became vitality. I was like, Mm vitality is really my thing, right? So I'm working with these for months. I've just mm-hmm. got in my phone. So health is a vitality. It's vitality. I want to feel vitality. So like, why do I want to feel vitality? It's like, well, life is sacred and you only got one opportunity to live it. So I want to celebrate life to the best that I can. Ooh, celebration, celebration. feels good. Mm. Right? Boom. And that came months down the track. Mm-hmm. Right? But I had the first pass of it, right? It was like, actually, it wasn't even connection. It was unity. It was health. Right? And it was service. Mm-hmm. That was how it was first, unity, health, and service. Unity is this big pie in the sky. I can't really see myself. It's like me having a chat to Dan, is that enforcing unity or not? I don't know, right? And then love was like kind of, I see it as a Wi-Fi symbol actually. It's like unity is the big one, the middle one's love, and then connection is like the dot. It's like, boom, I can connect. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was the way I chose to look at it. Some people, you might be more pie in the sky people and you want the unity. You don't want to use the word connection. But for me in the day-to-day, I'm an engineer. I want to be like, is this enforcing connection? I'm sure it's trusting in unity. So I went with unity. I went with connection, pardon me, to enforce mm-hmm. unity. Yeah, right? yeah. Health evolved into contribution. Why? Because I started realizing that the purpose is the health. Health is the purpose. And yeah, I just want to be of service. The onion, like with the seven levels exercise. Right. And you keep going. Right underneath it. The purpose behind it. Oh, right. Yeah. And so then 
you start to have these really refined three values where now all my marketing, you look at like the inspired evolutions, like Amrit Sandu, connection, contribution, celebration. People get who I am, what I'm about. Absolutely. I can use it in my marketing. It helps my business, right? Mm-hmm. Which that's my brand. You can like, you can call it brand sounds like a certain way to people, but your spirits you here, your you body are. and your mind is a brand already for your mm-hmm. spirit, right? You've branded your spirit, which is infinite into this avatar that you're living life in. Mm. What is the signature of that? The signature is these values of yours. If you get connected to them, it will change your life. I know this for a fact, even just the peace of mind for decision-making conflict resolution The big thing I use it for is career alignment. Don't do stuff that doesn't align to your values. Life is a lot shorter than we give it credit for, right? Like Mm. now Dan's a dad. (laughs) I'm I'm watching my son like, I'm like, he's six, he's about to be six months old. I'm looking at photos of when he first popped out and who he is now. I'm like, dude, you are like completely different person. Wait till, wait till one year. Wait till (laughs) the year. (laughs) Who are you? Yeah, dude, I'm already mystified by this whole process. Life is really, really like, you know, and I can imagine my my mother-in-law's always like, 20 years is going to pass and you're going to be like, where did my life go? And it's, it's all the parents say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, your life is one opportunity. Now you can totally keep your head in the sand, keep doing the stuff that, you know, you're doing, but if things aren't working, the first place to start is it's likely that they're not working. They're not feeling good because you're not honoring you, how mm-hmm. to understand you, understand your values, your values are you and start honoring your values gives you something tangible to go do, right? Mm. Now you can go out and connect with people. Now you can go out and contribute with people. And now you can go out and celebrate and schedule it in. It sounds really mundane, but schedule it in, prioritize it, speak about it with your friends, start becoming more and more of that person that you were put here to be, start activating your purpose. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with today? Thank you so much for asking that question, bro. It's, yeah, it's the message in my heart, you know, just the opportunity to share that with everybody is that your health is your purpose and your purpose is your health. You've heard me share that mm-hmm. in this episode and you may not potentially give a crap about purpose. You may mm-hmm. not. You may be like purpose, you know, mm-hmm. it's this new agey kind of spiritual thing. I totally get it, right? But for someone that's been through the works, you know, the honour was mine to be able to share my story with you guys. Thank you so much for listening and tuning into that. The key piece that I have found to your health is embedded in your purpose. And I, for a long time, thought that I was this trippy, amorate person and this was the message in my heart and the responsibility was squarely on my shoulders to share this with the world. Is like, hey, mental health awareness, physical health awareness. And, you know, you met like the placebo effect, like your mental health has an impact on your physical, has an impact on your emotional, has an impact on your spiritual, right? So mental is a pretty big square corner of a lot of this, right? We're four-dimensional, but that's one of the really big pieces. In there, like recognizing that purpose was the fundamental tenet in there. And you can imagine my surprise when I was like, maybe I was always meant to do this. In the whole science of Ayurveda, which is this Indian science, which is thousands and thousands and thousands of years old, right? And it's the sister science to yoga. It's what yoga comes from, actually, Ayurveda, right? Mm-hmm. Ayurveda, this whole science of health, mm-hmm. at its core is your dharma. Mm-hmm. Right. So the whole science of health is here to facilitate your dharma and your dharma is what you're here to do in the world. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So your health is your purpose and your purpose is your health. Your health. If you're feeling yourself not healthy, if you're feeling yourself stressed out, I love stress. People go, what? But honestly, 
stress is your life coach. <laughs> it's your free <laughs> life coach. Legitimately, if I could be anything in your life, touch wood, and I hate to put it this way, and I don't really mean it, picture it like take the joke that's intended in there, but I would yeah. love to be stressed in your life because I want you to shift and change and live a life of flow and ease, right? When you're mm. on purpose, you flow. It is easy. It is graceful, mm. right? Why? Because your values are who you are. You don't have to like you just show up 150% because that's you showing up as you, right? Mm. So fundamentally it's so much easier and but like things like stress that health that health mm. compromisation that is actually the universe communicating back to you that you're off purpose mm. right you're doing too much you're doing too little right all those stresses it's a really healthy thing so if you're off health it's likely that you're off purpose right and if you're off purpose it's likely that you're unhealthy it's really easy like when you start looking at nature where i get some of the best lessons of my life it's like you know when things aren't in service to you know like a, a, a tree's fallen over fungus starts to eat it up and you know mm. it starts to grow moss and mold and it starts to degenerate why because yeah. mother nature's like give me that carbon molecules back i got something mm -hmm. else to like yeah. i got something even more majestic to put out there right and mm -hmm. if you're not honoring the life and the cells of your body by giving it everything that you've got to put, do the thing that you were put here to do, right? Be who you were meant to be, right? Why would the universe not go, hey, you're not honoring this gift, you know? Mm. Let me take that back, right? And then that's where sickness, illness, disease starts to creep in, right? Because you're not honoring life. Touch wood. Mm. My belief system doesn't have to be yours, but I've seen enough of this now to be able to speak to that with some authority. I just want to take a moment just to acknowledge you and thank you for your time here with us today, bro. Um, please, guys, do go and check out the Inspired Evolution podcast. Do go and grab the uh, the values resource. Do come and check out Amrit's segment on 2022 Abundant You. Um, Abundant You! <laughs> we had some, some amazing feedback on that. Um, do the exercise. Start to put those pillars together. And build that temple of your life and go and do so abundantly. Until next time, guys, it's been my honor to be a part of this process. Amrit and I are grateful that you came and tuned in. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Keep dreaming with your eyes open, guys, and catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.